Welcome to Fables and Fairy Tales, where this week the story is... Drip, Drop, Plop. This story was written by me, and it's an original tale. Here to read it to you, it is I, your storyteller, Chip Cahoon. This is part two, and it's all wet through. If you missed everything before today, catch up at fablespodcast.co.uk. But if the story is with you, then let us continue. It had been a while since Drip's cloud collapsed over that mountain in Montana, and he still hadn't found his friends drop or plop. Instead, he was still trapped inside a human, taking energy from bits of food that the human ate and plugging it into the human's wall of muscle. Drip always kept some energy for himself, though, and he soon got used to those moments when the muscle would squeeze and relax. Until the day when the muscle began squeezing and relaxing and squeezing and relaxing really very fast, again and again and again. It just kept going, and it was beginning to make Drip feel terribly hot. Drip decided it was time to try using his energy to escape, and this was his chance. Little gaps in the man's skin seemed to be opening up to let the heat out. Drip made a dash for it, and now found himself rolling down the body of the man who was running along a road. The man was moving his arms and legs so quickly that Drip just couldn't hold on, and suddenly he was flung into the air and falling towards a hole in the side of the road. He only just had time to think, That must be a drain! before down past the drain he soared until he landed in a fast-flowing stream of water droplets that shot through the echoey, slimy, smelly stone tunnels. Drip, drop, plop. When will he stop? I'll tell you when he stopped. He stopped when the sewer tunnel finally opened out into a vast expanse of water droplets. Drip asked around and soon learned he had come to rest in the Pacific Ocean. But no matter who he asked, Drip couldn't find anyone who knew where Drop and Plop had got to. Drip began to wonder if he would ever see his friends again, and as he looked up at the sun, he thought, I wonder what Drop is doing now. Drop had rolled down a different side of that mountain in Montana, bouncing over boulders and hurtling round rocks. He had no choice over where he was going. He was just falling, pitching, plummeting. Drip, drop, plop. When will he stop? I'll tell you when he stopped. Drop stopped when he landed in a large pool with thousands of other water droplets. Some he recognised, but many he didn't. Looking around, he couldn't see banks anywhere, so he knew he wasn't in a lake. Instead, the pool was surrounded by a solid grey wall. Drop remembered seeing pools like this from up in the cloud, and his parents had taught him about them. So he thought, This must be a reservoir. 
Suddenly, Drop realised all the droplets in the pool were beginning to move. They were all spinning around each other, and some of them were slipping to the bottom of the reservoir tank. Drop decided to dive down, wondering if this meant there was a way out. There was a way out, all right. A hole in the bottom of the tank. But before Drop could change his mind, he was sucked through that hole and was shooting along a cold, narrow pipe. Drip, drop, plop. When will he stop? I'll tell you when he stopped. Drop skidded out of the pipe into a huge container of water droplets. He swam to all four sides, but couldn't see through. By the time he got back to where he'd come in, he couldn't even find the hole where the pipe had been. Drop was completely trapped. And while there were thousands of other water droplets trapped in there with him, he was pretty sure none of them were his best friends Drip and Plop. Feeling sad, Drop sunk to the bottom of the container to hide and sulk. After a while, though, the base of the container began to get hot. Extremely hot! It filled Drop with so much energy that he began to shake harder and faster. And without warning, together with hundreds of other droplets, he suddenly shot up towards the ceiling! But the ceiling wasn't flat like the sides. It was an upside-down funnel, which narrowed until Drop felt pressed against the other droplets rocketing up around him. They were travelling so fast that, when they did hit something flat, they pushed it out of the way and kept going. Looking back, Drop saw that they had pushed an enormous wheel. In the middle of the wheel was a bundle of wires, and Drop saw sparks fizzing between the wires as the wheel whirled around them. That made Drop realise where he was. I must be in a power station, he thought. But he had no time to find out how the wheel made the sparks appear in the wires. He was now hurtling down a channel, which dumped him into a narrow, windy, rapid river. Other droplets were already racing along the stream, and Drop was soon carried off with them. The stream was really jagged. It meandered one way and the next, and Drop was thrown hard against the riverbank on one side with a bash, then bounced, spinning wildly, until he hit the other side with a bash. Drop continued to cannon down the river, with a bash on one side, then bash on the other, and after a while of bashing and bashing and bashing some more, he noticed that every bash broke away a tiny bit of the riverbank. It was almost as if the river was using Drop and the other droplets to cut a path into the land. Drip, drop, plop. When will he stop? I'll tell you when he stopped. At last that river widened and slowed. But before he could catch a breath, Drop found himself being gathered up in a ginormous metal bucket that hummed mechanically. The bucket tipped him into another container, but this one was very different. For one thing, it didn't have any corners. One wall wound all around Drop and everyone inside. That was the other thing. It wasn't just water droplets inside. 
Drop found himself mixing up with particles of rock, shell, clay, sand, and even bits of metal. And that was the third thing. Drop couldn't help but get mixed up with all these other particles because the container kept rotating. It was moving around and around and around and around. Drip, drop, plop. When will he stop? I'll tell you when he stopped. He stopped when the container suddenly rose up at one end, sliding its contents down a metal ramp. Drop just had time to think, that must have been a cement mixer. But then he was covered by several layers of cold, heavy cement. For a long time, Drop couldn't move. But eventually, the cement around him began hardening into concrete and Drop felt himself being pushed to the surface. When Drop finally reached the top, the last particles of cement became as solid as one massive rock. Drop surveyed the scene around him. It was rather beautiful, with the river passing nearby, a glade of trees, a green open field, and whoosh! Drop jumped back in surprise as a wheel sped past him. It was a scooter, and a girl was riding it down that concrete ramp, ready to flip up on the other side. Whoosh! More wheels whizzed past Drop on the other side, and then whoosh! Back on the other side. Drop marvelled at the skill of the children playing on those scooters, skateboards and bicycles, and he thought, This must be a playground! Drop didn't see the scooter coming right at him, though, until it was too late, and he was knocked into the air, falling and flailing, looking down at an iron hole in the ground. He only just had time to think, That must be a drain! before... <coughs> Down past the drain he dived until he landed in a fast-flowing stream of water droplets that shot through the echoey, slimy, smelly stone tunnels. Drip, drop, plop. When will he stop? I'll tell you when he stopped. He stopped when the sewer tunnel finally opened out into a vast expanse of water droplets. Drop asked around and soon learned he had come to rest in the Atlantic Ocean. But no matter who he asked, Drop couldn't find anyone who knew where Drip and Plop had got to. Drop began to wonder if he would ever see his friends again, and as he looked up at the sun, he thought, I wonder what Plop is doing now? That was part two of Drip, Drop, Plop. To find out if Drip and Drop ever find each other again, let alone their good friend Plop, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast for tomorrow's episode. And if you're enjoying the story so far, please could you do a little thing for me? Please just take a few moments to write a short review of this podcast on your podcast player. Your reviews help other people to know the fun that can be enjoyed inside this podcast which means you'll be helping us to spread that fun even further. Just look for a button on your podcast player that says review, or maybe comment. Tap that and type away. Or if your podcast player lets you give us a heart or a star, or maybe many stars, that would be great too. Thank you ever so much. 
Right now, though, it only remains for me to say cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon!